These are very powerful and rich readings that are given to us at the end of Lent. Next weekend, we will begin Holy Week with Palm Sunday. And these readings are given to us to help us understand more fully what we are going to celebrate next week, the week of Holy Week. What struck me in the gospel is this gesture of Jesus bending down and with his finger writing on the ground. This can have any number of meanings, but I think one broad understanding of this gesture is what God is doing in Christ by taking on our humanity, taking on all our sins, and taking them to the cross, <clears throat> into the tomb, and three days rising from the dead. What is God doing? He's writing a new chapter for fallen humanity. He's writing a future, a new one that is filled with hope. What a contrast between what Jesus is doing with his finger <clears throat> and these religious leaders that have circled this woman with one rock in one hand and with the other pointing their accusing fingers. Excuse me, just one minute. All right. <clears throat> Sometimes that morning frog, right? You, just, you wish it would just jump right out, but it lingers, right? So notice that they're accusing this woman. And there's something of the tactics of Satan in what these religious leaders are doing. Scripture calls the devil the accuser, and rightly so, because what does he do in your life and in mine? He is always like a finger pointing right at us, re-accusing us of our past sins and failures. He wants to keep them in front of us so that we do not move beyond them. He wants us to think that our life is nothing but a failure, that we are nothing but a failure. And he wants us to believe that we are without hope and without mercy and to doubt God's forgiveness. How consoling the words that this woman heard from Jesus. I do not condemn you. I do not condemn you. And for the first time, this woman can now face a new future. 
not defined by her past failures and sins, which is what the devil wants to do. He wants us to be defined by our past, by our sins and our failures. And Jesus says, I do not condemn you, which is another way to say your sins are forgiven. How did she feel? (laughs) Can you imagine? Probably for years she felt maybe caught in a lifestyle in a past that she thought she would never be able to leave. And now I know that I am loved by someone I did not know loved me. And I know a love and a mercy that I did not think was possible. And she's able to leave her past behind and move forward in hope. Why is this important for us? Because a very common experience is that we can get stuck in the past. There's two lines in our readings for this morning that indicate that God is wanting to take us out of the past and move us into a hopeful future. The first reading from Isaiah, remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago, consider not. See, I am doing something new. And then St. Paul, in his own way, puts it this way. Forgetting what lies behind, I strain forward to what lies ahead. That gospel reading reminds us of a very common way that we can get stuck in the past by accepting these accusations of the devil. I can still see the faces of the people that I have hurt in my past. I still see them, but with Jesus, with Jesus, I know that I can be forgiven and that God has indeed forgiven me. But more than that, God can take all my failures, all of my mistakes that may have harmed or hurt other people things about which I can do nothing but pray. But God can do what we cannot do. God can take all those mistakes and those failures and he can make them right what we cannot. He can put people in their life as vessels of grace. God has access to the deepest places of the heart which we do not have. And God can bring them healing and forgiveness and even the grace to forgive 
the one who hurt them. God is always ready and willing to lead us into a future of hope, to help us make a new beginning. And notice how St. Paul, where does he get this grace? He says, the faith to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection and to share in his sufferings and be conformed to his death. What Jesus did for you and I on the cross, in the resurrection, is what he brings to us in our present and is able to forgive the past, to heal the hurts and the wounds, so that with St. Paul we can do what? We can forget what lies behind, and we can strain forward to what lies ahead and continue our pursuit of the goal which he describes as God's upward calling in Christ. And this reveals another way we can get stuck. As Christians, Scripture tells us that our journey is an ascending journey. It's an upward calling. But sometimes we can have a more secular mindset that makes our life flat and merely looking at things from the horizontal point of view, setting our hearts only on the things of this world. This can happen to us. And there too, Jesus is the one who can lift up our lives from this being stuck in this flat, horizontal life without hope and give us the hope by reminding us my life is going somewhere. It's an ascending journey. It's an upward calling that leads to eternal life. And I love the imagery of the Holy Spirit in that first reading, which is another source of this hope. Now it springs forth. Do you see it? I will put water in the desert, rivers in the wastelands. One of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is this water, these streams and rivers of water. And the Holy Spirit can bring the power and the grace of the death and resurrection of Jesus, can bring it into our now. Where are we stuck? What is holding us back from launching into a future of hope with Christ? I'd like to end this reflection with a prayer. Remember Augustine said, when we sing, we pray twice. When we sing, it is like praying twice. 
And so we're going to offer a prayer first to Jesus and then to the Holy Spirit. And I want to proceed each one with uh, a, a, a said prayer. Jesus, healing love, source of mercy, gate of heaven, take everything that is in our hearts and take it into your heart. Turn any anger into forgiveness and peace. Take our sadness and replace it with joy. If we have doubts, strengthen our faith. And if there is discouragement or any despair, give us new hope. Take our pain, Jesus, into your pain. We take our wounds and we press them into your wounds that we may know a deeper healing and a greater freedom to love. You've heard this before. I'll sing it first, and then please join me. We'll sing it five times. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Please join me. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Let's open our hearts. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Let's open everything. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We surrender all. Come, Lord Jesus, come. One more time. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Holy Spirit, bring water into the dryness that we feel. Bring strength into any weariness. Bring life into anything that feels dead in our life. Bring consolation into our sorrow and our pain. Bring new hope into our hopelessness and bring joy into our sadness. Holy Spirit, come. Please join me. Holy Spirit, come. Fill us to overflowing. Holy Spirit, come. Bring new life to everything. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. One more time. Holy Spirit, come. Amen.